Hey everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Amy's favorite film to pronounce, scale to the top of the box office. We're going to break it all down next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. <laughs> there you go, everybody. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Box Office Breakdown with a really cool table today. Just really slick and smooth. And Amy Cassandra Martinez. This side feels so soft today. Oh, right here. Go. Just today. Yeah, well, I mean, we've had this table for a while, but wow. Uh, it's finally been smoothed it's out. It's probably me right That's now. True. That's right. <laughs> Just... Welcome, everybody, to the box office breakdown. Of course, this is not the show where we're talking about tabletops. I mean, not today. Not today. Uh, we're spinning off into a new show. It's going to be you know, a tabletop breakdown. Oh, well, we, nice. we're, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. This is Box Office Breakdown. This, of course, is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prague. Nah. Stick. About the box office that lie ahead. I am Frank Moran. I am Amy Cassandra Martinez. And making us look good and sound even better, Bree in the booth. Hey, everybody. Oh, yes. That's a voice of a a champion right there. Listen to her. I mean... There you go. I was listening to Queens. We are the champions all morning. <laughs> yes, well, we're going to give Brie a moment to bask in her glory in just a second. But as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give it a thumbs up, or two, or three, or four, or five, or six, however many you can get. If you got a tabletop, just rub that as well. <laughs> I can't stop. Uh, and, you know, the chat's up and running, so hop in, share your thoughts about anything that we're talking about, any movies you want to share or discuss. But, Amy, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? You guys can comment down below. Oh, fantastic. So we'll break down the, uh, this weekend's box office. We'll do another box office bet. At the end of the show, we'll do a spoiler-filled uh, discussion there about Abominable as well as Judy. Oh, look at that. So, without any further ado, though, let's just jump into this weekend's box office. Abominable. Abominable. Amy, what was the film? Abominable. Tubble. <laughs> oh, wow. It says different. It sounds, it sounds different every single tongue. Whatever. Understood. You know? That's right. You say it differently every single time. And no. I think I've gone crazy because I'm pretty sure no one else notices that. That's okay. The film, of course, that Amy's referencing is Abominable. Mm-hmm. There you go. From DreamWorks and Universal. Say it one more time. Abominable. That Abominable. Sounded- Abominable. Abominable. Uh, uh, abominable. Abominable. Uh, coming in with uh, $20.85 million. That was also, before we jump into the, our thoughts about the film real quick, yeah. that was also the subject of this week's box office bet, because I know that Bree is on pins and needles. <laughs> uh, and the reason for that is because she is the champ. She crushed it again with All a right. 20. 21.5 bet, so just like a 6.5 shy. Nicely done, Brie. You know, I have this theory that she's psychic. I'm, so I'm only apparently for like the past two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I it's, think I lost like the past months. Did you recently that. get like hit on the head or something? Yeah, you know, kind of kickstarted something. Um, there was a weird person that came up to me and, and just smacked me in the face. So wow. maybe, wow, maybe that. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> well there you go. Uh, Although that person was Ryan because he was just mad at me for oh. making him lose the bet. <laughs> Ryan's maybe got that's the touch. Not- Okay. Uh, so Brie wants, uh, wins a bet. Amy, you know, comfortably coming in at second place with a $35 million bet. You know, as long as I'm not losing, losing. No, I I uh, got the gold goose egg there. $38 million. I thought people would be excited to see this film. And then I went and saw this film. 
And then I saw why people weren't excited to go see this film. I mean, I could have told you that. Yeah. Well, then why didn't you tell me that last week? You well, bet $35 million. But not 38 <laughs> Wow. You know? million shy. So, yeah. yeah. I, so we, we have uh, DreamWorks Animation. We've got yeah. Pixar. If you... Pixar. Uh, Pixar. Hands down. Yes. But if, you, if you're hearing about a Pixar film, like stuff they were announcing at D23. Yeah. Sight unseen, just hearing about it, you're, you're pumped. You're yeah. just like, all right, I'm going to go yeah. see this film. I feel like DreamWorks Animation wants to be that, yet they, at least to me, they are not. Yeah, I would agree with that. I When I hear uh, DreamWorks movie is in the works, mm-hmm. do you like that? Yeah, okay. Nicely done. All right. Um, I'm like, okay, cool, good for them. And if it's animated, I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And if I see the trailer, I'm like... Yeah, that's pretty okay. I mean, besides uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3, like, I hadn't seen a DreamWorks movie, animated movie, in a very, very long time. And that kind of, that movie kind of restored my hope and faith in DreamWorks, but this trailer just did not cut it for me. So that's why I didn't bet 38. No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just a little shyer, 35. Yeah. But it is because they're heavily promoting from, you know, the, uh, the, the the studio that brought you How to Train Your Dragon, which is a fantastic franchise and has made me, as people or often say, like, oh, Frank, do you even like anything? Uh, I will go on record saying that I enjoy all three How to Train Your Dragon films. I have cried at all three and during all three. Look at that. Because I'm that. in touch with my emotions. Good for That's you. right. But this film, it, it was just very light. And the story wasn't that engaging. There, there are moments in there where you just you you can feel the bits of emotion they're trying to get from you. Okay, but it's just the story just was kind of just blah. Would you say that there's an improvement though? Like taking out the How to Train Your Dragon, you know, movies as a whole. Would you say that DreamWorks movies are getting better and like hitting that? Because I think that's something that I when I think of Pixar, I'm like, I know I'm going to feel stuff. Like kids are probably going to feel a little bit but mm-hmm. i know adults we're going to be bawling our eyes out like and that's okay do you see that improvement i no? don't know because i would only say the two franchises franchises that i enjoy from them are how to train your dragon yeah. and then a few rungs down i'd go to the kung fu panda but even that is like eh. yeah but after that it's the shrek films i never really enjoy the shrek films at all nah me yeah. neither and so you know it's this, I also don't see that there's a possibility for, I mean, I guess you can make a sequel out of anything. They did a sequel to How to, you know, a sequel out of Pests 2. Yeah, that, no one really asked for that one. Nope, and they still made it anyway. Yep. So, but you know, what What surprised me more out of like anything um, was the fact that there isn't anything else for kids right now. And even the kids were like, Mom, Dad, you know what? We don't have to go. No, that's true. Uh, yeah, I was. I was like, "Hey, I'll take my kid to this," and she was like, "No, I'm not interested." Even so, she knew. Yeah, even she knew. And I was like, "I gotta go see this movie." All by and it yourself. was. A, I mean, also, I saw it at nine forty-five at night last night. Uh, so very sparsely populated, but there were a few kids. Parents have brought their kids, but it did, was a very sparse theater. Did they laugh? There, there was a. There were a couple of kids that kind of laughed at a few things. I'm like. Oh, right. At a few things, yeah, it wasn't like uh, like a nonstop laugh yeah. riot. Uh, a little, a, a little smattering of applause, which, given the amount of people in there, I guess isn't a bad thing. Yeah, you so, can imagine. Yeah, so I mean, was... the people that the small amount of people, at least they enjoyed it. Yeah, I was not one of them. Guys, if you've seen this movie, <laughs> go ahead and just comment in our chat or comment down below. And if you haven't, tell us your favorite Yeti movies. 
There you go. Yep, There's so many. Yeah, you got Missing Link, uh, Abominable, mm-hmm. and... How about, like, winter-themed scary okay. things, like There's The, the you Thing? You say the one with um, Rudolph. Oh, yeah, uh, Smallfoot. There's Smallfoot. Smallfoot. There's Smallfoot, yeah. but then, no, but there's the old school, like, yep. Rudolph one, where he, and then he runs into the abominable snowman. That's true. Him and uh, Yukon Cornelius. So those are four. Four options, go. guys. All right, sure. There you go. They're endless. At those, I, when you get that specific hankering for a, a Yeti, Yeti movie. film. Yes. Yeah. You just go like, I gotta watch a film about a Yeti. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number two, though, our fine folks from Britain still keeping it strong. They were Downton Abbey, another $14.5 million. Number three, Hustlers, with another eleven point four. You still haven't seen that yet. Yes, I have. We uh, already talked oh, about right this. That's right too. Yeah, I loved it. That counts since we was. You know. you know what I will say that I did enjoy is okay. usually in a role like the Jennifer Lopez role. Yeah. When things go sour at the end. Yeah. You're expecting them to just like you know hate everybody. Yes. And I still like that connection between her and Constance Wu. Yes. I did like that. Mm-hmm. And and I like that, that moment when one of them turns on the other. And when they say why, there's no, yes. there's like, all right, I don't like it, but I completely understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So um, I did like that about it, but I just didn't like Constance Wu. I have to say, this was not my take on it, um, but some people are saying that it's kind of like the female version of Goodfellas, um, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. But fun fact, I just saw Goodfellas for the first time this weekend. Um, wow. I'd never seen all of it. So... I can see why people sort of say that in, like, the structure, kind of, like, there's so much that's, like, touched upon and, like, that gang kind of feel and, like, scamming people. But I just think it's Hustlers. I don't think it's a female version of anything. I will, uh, for a hot 10-second tangent, uh, I had a roommate, which I really didn't enjoy at the time, time. where he loved Goodfellas. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. You know, gets a DVD. And he uh, would come home. And he'd start making dinner. And the first thing he'd do when he'd get home is he'd pop in the DVD of Goodfellas and start playing it. Like every day? Every day. Every <gasps> single day. Whoa. And then he'd start making dinner. And the kitchen was, it was, you know, the kitchen and living room were right there. So it's all wide open. You could totally see the TV. But he'd, he'd, he'd make, turn the TV on, put on blue, a Goodfellas, start making dinner. As soon as he was done making dinner, he'd bring it over to the TV, start the film over again, and then watch it right from the beginning. Drove me crazy. Good times, everybody. Moving on. Wait, I do have a question for you guys. What's the movie that you've seen the most? Let us know down below. Okay. Yeah, that, was a, that was a long school year with that gentleman. Jeez, that's awful. <laughs> really strange. Yes. Yeah. Uh, coming in number four, It Chapter 2, another $10.4 million. I'm just adding little sound effects Thank here you. and there. Oh, yeah. It was very nice. Ooh. And then rounding it out was Ad Astra from Fox, another $10.1 million. That's a spaceship. Thank you. You're welcome. I just felt like I had to describe it just in case. So, folks, that's going to do it for this week's top five. But, of course, you know, we got to give Brie another chance to win again. And usually we would say, hey, folks, we're going to tell you the films that are coming out next weekend so you can start voting in the chat room and let us know which film you want us to do the box office bet on. But, again, like that, last week, there's Mm -hmm. this week we only have one film coming out. And we'll uh, get into that. That is The Joker coming out from Warner Brothers. So that is the one film we'll be doing the box office bet on a little bit later in the show. Mm-hmm. There is a a lot of debate about the Joker. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it uh, did very well in Venice. It was also in the Toronto International Film Festival as well. Uh, you know, And there, I felt like there was a lot of excitement, but then there's also a lot of blowback coming from it as well. Yeah. So, Amy, for you, yeah. 
Are you excited about seeing the Joker? And if not, why not? Honestly, um, no. <laughs> no, I think I was, especially with the first trailer. Um, you guys know this. I'm not a huge DC fan. Maybe I just, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't grow up with DC except for Christopher Reeve's Superman. Um, but seeing the first trailer, I was like, wow, this is a great choice for a song. So I immediately attached to that song and I was like, this is great. I think I could really like this. And then I saw the second trailer. I'm like, wait, what is this? What is this trying to say? Um, and I think that that conversation that everyone's having, some people have seen it, some like we haven't. Um, I just, it makes me just kind of concerned and apprehensive. And unfortunately, the way that social media works now is. If you have an opinion on something and someone disagrees with it, they attack it. So um, that's kind of frightening because when when it comes to basically what people are talking about, like, you know, um, what it's trying to say that Joker is just trying to get revenge because, you know, people don't like him and just that kind of idea. Um, the fact that people are like defending that specific part makes me concerned. And there's just been a whole lot of, like you said, blowback with it that I'm just kind of like, you know what? I had like dipped my toes in the water and then I was like, "Hmm, I'm not sure. And then all of this is just like, then now I'm like, um, maybe I should not. Uh, And I think that's really unfortunate Um, because like I've always said, I feel like we can't make up our minds about a film until we've seen it. And I'd rather not hear other people's opinions about it because I honestly, I don't necessarily agree with one person all the time. No, that's very true. And I think the frustrating thing is is that if you do see some of the negative commentary that's coming out about yeah. it, which can be completely valid for the person that was seeing it. That's yeah. What they, that's what they took away from the film. But then their comments are being followed up by people who haven't seen the movie, yeah. yet will still kind of tack on to that. Like, yeah. But you haven't seen the movie. So maybe you should wait before you start hopping on yeah. your uh, social soapbox and true. saying how you feel. True. But with that being said, what's been said is terrifying, I think. <laughs> terrifying? Yeah, yeah, honestly, like there's a lot of stuff that I don't like want to say out loud because it's scary. Um but that he's a clown. That he wears makeup. Shh. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> no, but like I'm I'm sure if you did a lot of digging you could find stuff. And I feel like that toxicity of f- the film community, especially on Twitter, can be really scary. And I think that As long as we just appreciate everyone's opinions and just, like, take them for what they are, other people's opinions, um, and take the movies for what they are. And I feel like right now we're just kind of like, well, I don't know. Like, once we see it, then I think we'll be able to be like, oh, crap. Like, that's exactly what this movie was trying to be. But I would hope that this movie isn't trying to be something negative. Does that make sense? I I can understand that. I have a feeling that I will feel about this film the way that I felt about Venom, where it's if you take that character and present yeah. it outside of the trappings of Spider-Man for Venom or the Marvel Universe yeah. or DC. I mean, he takes place in Gotham. Supposedly the Waynes are tangential, like tertiary characters in this film. But to like Batman and Joker come up together. So to yeah. have him be in a world where there is no Batman as of right now, I don't know if that's I'm going to be as excited about that portrayal. I mean, everybody's entitled to take their different to present their different takes, but I mm-hmm. think I enjoy Joker in a world where Batman currently exists, rather than Joker is just kind of some standalone character in a world without that. Um, help me out with this one because I did recently see it was the Batman movie with I think it was Batman Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. 
Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but it was Batman Day, like last week, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. maybe. And um, yeah, I like the idea of Batman being in that universe and like doing his thing. But I also, I did miss Joker because he wasn't in it, but Catwoman was. And so I can understand what you're saying that like, it would be nice to have that mm, yeah. Batman next to him. But who is your favorite Batman? Like if you could put a Batman next to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, who would it be? Ooh. Um, you've, that is tough. Because Are we going by the ones that have already played Batman? Um, I mean, sure, I guess, because we've already seen them. Ignore age, because yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's unfair, because then you'd like knock out half of them. But, you know, I you, actually, you know, I, if I'm casting this in kind of like you're doing a new Joker, so I'd want to probably do a new Batman. Well, okay, yeah. You know what? I've always thought, and maybe he's a little bit too far, but John Hamm. I'd always been curious to see what he would do as Batman. Interesting. Yeah. I feel, hmm, that's interesting. Because isn't Robert Pattinson's going to be our new Yes, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm jazzed about that. I think that's, yeah. a, that's a cool take. I don't think he and Joaquin... Uh, I don't. I don't think the two of them would line up. That I would want to see that come over. Yeah. I mean, and this film takes place back in I think the seventies, so mm-hmm. I don't logically it wouldn't work. But you know, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to see those two current day. But like a John Ham. Oh, come on now. You know what I'm talking that, about. Let's see it, John. Right. Okay. We know you're listening. <laughs> That's right. So he, let's just see it. I mean, he was tweeting me earlier. It's like I'm going to make sure I'm in the chat room. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's, let's he's see. Probably in there. Under a pseudonym. Mm. He doesn't like to just say. Um, Frank, sorry to deviate just a second from the conversation, but going back to Abominable, Star Drew did have a question in the chat asking if it was better than Ferdinand or even if you would rather watch Storks again. I would definitely rather watch Storks. Ooh. Yes. I would absolutely watch Storks before I would watch this. Yes. For- it's mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just it's it's a very light film it, and it, it wants to be more, but it doesn't at least for me it doesn't get there it's it's i would i would put it storks abominable then ferdinand hey ferdinand's not that bad it's not that great either i mean i haven't seen abominable (laughs) but i've seen ferdinand and it was actually not it was cute it was nice yeah yeah it's yeah Mm. no so sardou that is that that power ranking for abominable (laughs) yeah uh You'll feel you'll feel your heartstrings getting plucked a couple times, but uh, overall, and you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about heartstrings. <laughs> but overall, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, uh, some hot. Yes, Amy, you were thinking. No, about no, that? I was just thinking what you just said. That was a good teaser. Oh, there you I go. Guess we now have to see this. Now you'll have Yeti to go movie. see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not Brie because she is a winner, and winners don't have to go do those sorts of things. That must be nice. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was talking about asking it while I can, you know, because <laughs> next week may not be the case. That's true. Uh, coming up for international numbers here, it's uh, in its second week, Ad Astra again led the international box office, landing another $18 million from 50 markets. The overseas total right now is 53.5 for $89 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Now, the sources, financial sources are saying, though, that if Ad Astra ends up in the $150 million worldwide range, it will end up losing thirty million or more in the two years after all the markets have played out. It'll still come up as a loser. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, but for you, is Brad uh, Brad Pitt? You think box office success? Yes. No. No, you don't think so. No. I mean, it was just proved. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, no, I think Brad Pitt with someone like Leo that did really well, but it was also Quentin Tarantino. 
But it's also, I forgot, uh, Amy Cassandra Martinez does not buy into the Brad Pitt hype. No, like, like I think the first movie that I was like, wow, I, I really like him in this role was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? Yeah, I tried watching Fight Club and I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> what about any of the Oceans films? I saw the first one and I was like, okay. All right. Thumb and Louise. Oh, okay. He's good in that. Okay. I mean, his minor role, but yeah, yeah. Thumb and Louise are the highlight. Uh, curious case of Benjamin Button. Never saw it. All right. But I do want to see it. Go see that. Go see that. I Thumb feel like that would, yeah, I feel, yeah. Make yeah. sure you just have, like, you have to not be in a sleepy mood to watch Benjamin Button because it is, like, a, like, I feel like almost three hours long. Oh, but it's so good. It's, it's so good, good, but you just, it's just not, like, the fastest paced movie, so just don't watch it while you're sleepy. Mm. Okay. No, like, I want to give him a shot. It's not that I don't like him as an actor. I think he's fine. So don't eat, like, a big meal and then plop on down. So no carbs. <laughs> oh, imagine just, like, a mm. nice bowl of pasta and then you just... <laughs> nope, bad news. Yeah. Uh, it's Chapter 2, clowned around for another $11 million <laughs> there in 78 overseas markets. Oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Were you, were you trying to be Pennywise? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Kind of sounded like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That could mean something. <laughs> All right. Uh, the offshore total right now is $223.5 million for a $417.4 million uh, international total. Pretty good. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Yes. Yeah. And Downton Abbey, it is topped the $100 million mark. Do you think there's going to be another Downton Abbey film? Sure, yeah. I mean, there's got to be. Yeah. They have made that. I feel like I feel like they've made that leap from for a successful TV series. Now they can jump into films. Yeah. I'm happy for them. Like, I'm happy for the fans that are happy, and I'm happy for the cast and the crew involved. All right. Thank you. That sounded like a speech. I don't know. That's right. It was. Uh, And then uh, Abominable, that Mm. opened up in 27 markets for $8.8 million internationally. So it is at now $10.2 million overseas and $31 million worldwide, with many key major markets to come. So... We'll see how that does. And, of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Amy Cassandra's favorite film there, at another $7 million in 62 markets, and it also included a record launch for Quentin Tarantino in Korea. Whoa. Now, what would you consider a record launch in Korea for a Quentin Tarantino film? What would you think? Pulp Fiction. There you go. But in terms of a, 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 a money total, what do you think? Oh, my... Um... Seventy-nine dollars. What? <laughs> yeah, 70 million. Million uh, for this weekend. One point four million dollars. That was record-setting for Quentin Tarantino in Korea. Oh. One point four million. That was it. Oh. There you go. Whoa. Uh, which beat Django Unchained. Oh. There you go. So right now the offshore total is two hundred and eighteen point four million for a three hundred and fifty-seven million dollar global total. <laughs> I'm still stuck on that 1.4 million. 1.4, that's all it takes to become, uh, the, for a personal best for Quentin Tarantino wow. in Korea. You know, we should make a movie and like release it in Korea and see how well we do. All you right. know, us, Quentin Tarantino, it's like the yeah, same. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. Just, we got to be 1.4. Yeah, you know, we can crowdsource it here with our fine folks. I mean, it's, I'm sure Star Drew would love executive producer credit. Hey, yeah. guys. Let us know in the That's chat. Right. We'll go make this movie. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So speaking of the Joker there, I figured we'd do a little box office rewind <laughs> about 
one of the actors in an upcoming film. And since it is just the Joker, why don't we focus on the the title character himself and the actor that portrays him, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So we're doing his top five opening box office weekend films here. Coming in at number five, Ladder 49 from Disney. Back in 2004, $22 million. It was him and uh, your boy John Travolta. Oh, I heard about that one. You, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people chatting about that one. Yes, back. actually. Wait, what year did you say again? 2004. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Really? What, what it. do you remember hearing about it? Hey, there's this movie. It's called Ladder 49. <laughs> John Travolta's in it. It's in oh, theaters. All right. See, there. look at, look at that handsome guy just Aww. sitting there wearing that little fireman gear. Yeah. yeah it's, it's an okay film. Oh. Uh, coming to number four, though, for him, in 2005, he did a little film called Walk the Line. That did $22.3 million. You know, I feel like that, that movie would be my jam. I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. You oh, saw my it? God. It's I so haven't. good, Amy. You have to go see There's it. some good music in there. Yeah. And the Amy. acting. Oh, Reese got, with... Yeah, stop. So your boy. I, stop. I know yeah. that you're going to go there. Yeah. Yes, my girl Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah, she got an Oscar for it. Yeah, why aren't you... Well, why? I, I need to take my time, okay? I have yeah, that's true. No, it's like fourteen make, years ago, did you're he right. get the Oscar for this one, or did he not? Was he was nominated at least, right? Yes. Hmm. I would not be surprised if he. Let's see, did he win for that? Wait, not wait. I'm curious too. Right, well, I'll find out for us. Oh, oh, I thought it was gonna be a race. Okay, no, no, it's no. not. I'll let you win. Okay, well, with that information. Awards. Uh, he wasn't. He was nominated, but he did not win. Oh. Yeah, they were nominated for uh, Best Achievement in Sound Mixing, Best Achievement in Costume Design, Best Achievement in Film Editing, and yeah, Joaquin and Reese were both nominated, and she won. I remember her winning. I bet he won like a Golden Globe for it. Let me see. There you go. Yes, yes. He got the Golden Globe. And the... Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, Reese. Reese also got a Golden Globe and a BAFTA. Uh, how would you feel if you just only won a Golden Globe for a film you did? You you didn't get nominated for the Oscar, but you won the Golden Globe. Would you still feel like, yeah, 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 I did it? Well, I don't know about like, yeah, I did it, but it's like cool. I was I was recognized for my work on this film, and I feel like as actors, you kind of have to be like, you know what? It's not all about that, but it gets to. At a certain point, like, yeah, we all have hopes and dreams and stuff, so everybody wants an Oscar. Like, that makes sense. But if you let that be the driving force, then you're just kind of stuck. That's, like, not good. And sometimes Oscars aren't necessarily given just for one role. Like, sometimes it feels like a long time coming, like Leo, you know? I heard Stephen Colbert mention last week on his show Mm -hmm. that the, the only thing that he liked about fame was that it allowed you to get more work. Well, heck, I mean, even just the Emmys last weekend, um, people have gotten more opportunities after winning Emmys. I mean, and I, I would say they won Emmys because they were already like doing really great work, and so that was going to come anyway. But the timing of things just kind of like lined up. Like Phoebe Waller Bridge, she signed this huge deal with Amazon right after winning like a bajillion Emmys. I'm like, Ooh, you know, but you never know. I don't know. I mean, and you've won a lot of box office bets, so your time is coming any moment now. Uh Uh-huh. It's 50-50, but not really, because it depends on how many people are here. (laughs) So it's the 33.3333. But I'm just saying, you're going to have a big, big signing that you're going to be doing, right? Yeah, guys, like, feel free to come. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. She's going to announce a a big 
multi-pitcher deal, multi-hosting exactly. deal. Exactly. Something. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's yeah. coming anytime now. Yeah. Uh, coming back in for Joaquin Phoenix for number three in his top five opening weekend box office results there, Gladiator. There uh, came out in 2000 there, $34.8 million. You know, a lot of people would not agree with me on this, but I feel like there are way too many Gladiator movies. Oh, like... <laughs> what? Like, uh, actors in Gladiator-related There like, are way attire. too many? Yeah. This is the same one as Russell Crowe, Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Not that familiar. Really? Yeah. But I just, I haven't. I haven't. It's it's worth checking out for sure. You should uh, put that on your uh, letterboxed, not sponsored. Well, no, letterboxes, there is no cue. Like you just write down the movies you've seen. Okay, well, then we'll go see it so you can add it on there so people can follow you and hear your thoughts. Hattie and Cassandra MTC. I also have a list starting for my favorite movies of the year. So. Coming up, yeah. They're great. Well, maybe Gladiator might be on them. No, of this year. They have to have been released this year. Mm, okay. Okay. It was released to your eyes this year. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, the, the music is fantastic in there. The, yeah. the, the, the score? The score, yeah. Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer did, it, did the music. Oh, I love Hans Ridley Zimmer. Ridley Scott directs it. You got Russell Crowe, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, yeah, it is... There's some really cool stuff in there, so it is worth checking out. Okay, that was uh, I mean, that was when you feel, felt like you know you seen Russell Crowe kind of really come into like being the movie star that he that he would become after that. Ah, so you had Gladiator, and then you followed her up with uh, A Beautiful Mind. <gasps> oh, I love that film. Yeah, that so one's really good. You started yeah. seeing him really come into it. I mm-hmm. uh, coming to number two is The Village from M Night Shyamalan there with Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. That was 2004. That made 50.7 million dollars. I don't remember That's the one, one where the aliens and are invading our planet. Not to be confused with signs. No, no, no. This was the village. Okay. I... Oh, wait. No, wait. The signs is, yeah, the village. You're right. That's the huh? other M. Night Shyamalan where they're hanging out with Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Yes. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen the signs village. Signs is an Mel Gibson. Well, because signs. finally watched the village. In its entirety. That's a disappointing In film. its entirety. I, well, I w- tried watching it in high school, right? Like, me and my boyfriend were watching movies after prom, and, like, that was one of them, and we felt both fell asleep. That's how you oh. spent your post-prom evening, is watching it. I mean, he's show. a yeah, keeper. Like, That's awesome, watching watch movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. We're, we were super cool. All right. That is cool. Wait, you don't think it's cool to watch movies, Frank? After prom? Yeah. What well, about the, what? About what, the, what about you, the smooching? And other things. Can you not smooch while you watch movies, Frank? Well, yeah, but you fell asleep. So well, to, to the to village, yeah, we watched <laughs> other ones before that. All right. Oh, which one? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, based off of the the stills on IMDb, it looks interesting ish. No, it won't be. Trust me. That's when you feel like M Night. Feel like I gotta have a twist. And wait till you get. A I love M Night. Twist. How dare you? Really? Yes. Uh, you know he's fantastic. No, I can't do it. Uh, coming at number one, though, is the film that we were supposed to be talking about, and that is Signs. Uh, back in 2002, another $60.1 million to it. Okay, super quick story time. Oh, all right. Late on us. This was the first movie that scarred me as a kid. Really? Yes. This was the first scary movie I saw, and I was like, this is it? 
I don't think I can ever watch these kinds of movies. I can't. I can't. This is terrifying. That one, spoiler alert, but uh, there's this one scene where the alien is in the back of the birthday party. Yes. Like, that's going to happen to me. I had birthday parties outside, and I was, like, half expecting that an alien would walk by. It was terrifying. And that scene with, like, the, the what is it, the knife or something that gets slid under the door? Mm-hmm. That was terrifying. And then the water, the glasses of water everywhere. I didn't have that many glasses of water, but I always thought, you never know when you will need a glass of water. And then the baseball bat. It was a lot for little Amy to handle. But really? I have seen it recently, meaning like in the last two years. And I was like, hey, it's not that bad. It's okay. You got this. You've seen Hereditary now, Amy. So I guess it wasn't two years ago. But yeah. But not that great of a film. I mean, it's fine. I mean. But at the end where everything starts lining up, like swing away. All right. Uh, okay. You know, it's one of those things where if you first watch a movie when you're a kid and you have a lot of like those feelings, they don't all go away when you watch them the second time. So it still kind of feels like you're watching it through like that lens. Yeah, kind of like the nostalgia factor. You're like, oh my gosh, I remember exactly when I first watched this. Yeah. Ah. So I feel like it's hard for me to really like analyze it because I'm like, nah, that really scared me. It did its job. Now Mm -hmm. I'm a big girl, like hereditary <laughs> us midsummer midsummer like i can do those all you know? right there you go uh fantastic yeah i'm proud um uh any other films there uh, as we're getting ready to talk about next week's top five mm-hmm. as we leave joaquin phoenix and his, his yeah. box office legacy behind any other films or trailers that you've seen before we go into the uh, next week's top five Oh, oh my gosh, there's this really goofy looking movie that I cannot remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's about this phone app that like... Oh yeah, uh, Jexy? The Countdown. Oh, oh, The Countdown, the one, yes, with uh, Jordan Calloway. There you go, from Riverdale and uh, Black Lightning. Yeah. okay. Um, Yeah, gosh, that looks really silly, but also kind of gave me um, Happy Death Day vibes where you're like okay and you're thinking of dismissing it but it might actually be really good i was actually surprised i was that is a a concept that i would think it would be a bloomhouse film but Mm. it's not it's a uh, stx film i guess it's hustlers so uh see now that's how we're always gonna identify it um yeah i feel like based on the trailers i think there's some things where it's like it would have been cooler if it if it wasn't like some outside force or something i don't know like if it was literally the app doing that like electronic things i don't know but i'm curious to see it um and of course uh before the end of the year we've got it's not won't you be my neighbor but it's the other what's the other title um, um it's the tom I'm next hanks door? that's what it's called i'm next door hey just come on over <laughs> uh won't you be my uh, well whatever it's it, you know what i mean yes yes there you go i know yeah. exactly what you're talking about that's that's i'm also that's my most it's called and, a beautiful day in the neighborhood thank you because it's yeah. part of the song i'm like you guys mess me up by like having two movies that are basically the song right. um yeah most anticipated movie of the year after uh, like now real quick give me a uh, 10 second reaction how do you feel about sony and disney striking an agreement to have a third spider-man film Okay. Oh, and really quickly, Frozen Two trailer. Hmm. But yes. I also love Frozen. So no, 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 I'm down. I am all down for that. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that last week, but thanks. Well, I know, but I finally saw the trailer. Oh, you finally saw it. The Frozen Two trailer. Okay. Yeah. I was all gonna right. do a trailer reaction, but you know, 
Spielberg I, wasn't available? He wasn't. Okay. He's very booked right now. That's Understood. my cat, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. He always makes an appearance in my reaction videos. There you go. He's been very booked. Understood. I mean, you yeah. Know, he's, the guy's, you know. It's, it's almost his time of the year. October is very busy for him. <laughs> he's true. a black cat. Yes. He's adorable. I miss him. <laughs> mm. We'll bring him next time. Let everybody else see. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but boy, what a, what a train wreck that would be. What are you talking about? He's a star. He's I always am. ready for the camera. Got it. Okay. okay. Understood. So, folks, we've got five films that we've got to pick on for next week's top five, and we're yes. only adding the Joker into the mix. Yes. I do not think it's any stretch to think that that is going to take number one. Correct. I it agree. Very, at least it, it appears to be a very divisive film, and I feel like that is going to draw people to the box office. Yeah. How much are you thinking? <laughs> Were you you weren't gonna answer? <laughs> it took me a minute, and I was like, no, a second, and I was like, no, no, wait, that would be showing my hand, and I can't do that. Uh, do you see the top five? Uh, basically, everything just shuffling down, and we're gonna say farewell at Astra. You know, yeah, I think so. I right? mean, I, yeah, I, you know, as much as there's things that are enjoyable about at Astra. The fact that it's October, scarier, scarier time. I feel like it can hold out a little longer than Ad Astra. Yeah, I don't understand why it came out so early. Well, are you complaining? I mean, they're not complaining. They did extremely well. No, I know. I mean, last, but... the, last it also came out like end of August, beginning of September, something around there. I remember that. I just same timing. I don't know. I feel like it would have been perfect at the late late September, early October. Because now I'm ready. Now, like, let's do this. Horror movies, here I come. Well, I mean, like, there was a, a year, almost a year ago is when uh, Halloween Halloween. Came in. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was October 21st. Oh. Is that right? Did I just, like, say that? I... Oh, no. Okay, if that's right, that'd be really cool. If it's wrong, I didn't say anything. Okay, there you okay. go. Uh, so, do you concur? Yeah, it's just going to... Yeah. All right. I, I, I do not disagree with that. So, folks, it is time for our hot box office bet here. We'll be doing our bet... On the Joker. The way it works is that Amy, Bree, and myself will all bet what we think the opening box office total will be for the film in in contention, which this week is the Joker. Whoever's closest, we're going to be like Bree and bask in the, the, the feeling of victory. The loser will have to be like me and have to go see the film and tell, tell you all about it. Yeah. Oh, do so. you already have your tickets for Joker? Are you going to like rush out to see it Thursday night, Friday? Or like, what's your deal? I probably will see it Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I got tickets for Friday. Oh, well, look at you. All right. Um, what time are you going, Bree? What? What time are you going? Uh, I just want to tell you. Okay. What time Understood. are we going to the Joker movie? Right? 9.30. All right, great. Uh, what seats did you get? <laughs> A5. I know, it's the reclining chairs. Oh, all right. There you go. Mm. All right, so we got Bree, and we got Amy, and then we've got myself. All right. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm all right. Let's like see. what? What are you feeling like? What, what am I feeling like? Let it out, Frank. It's okay. It's an open space here. I, I'm going to feel like it's got, I'm going to feel like the buzz about this film is going to, is going to help. So, all right. All right. I got a number. I've got a number. Bree, are you good to go? Yes. Amy? Yeah. Now look at, look at the, the confidence on Amy right there. Everybody. Look at Amy's face as Bree says her number, and we'll just see how... That's where you can totally gauge how Amy feels about her so, bet. My hands are starting to get clammy. I just don't <laughs> want to lose. Just them on the table. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the gorgeous table. Oh, go. Thanks, Frank. All right, Bree, what do you got? I'm going to go with 
103.7. Beautiful. Beautiful. Nicely done. I nicely, nicely done. Whew. Ah, and, and the point seven, just the cherry on top of that. 103.7. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Amy, what do you got? Come on, phone. 55. 55 for Amy. Uh, myself. Oh, dear. Oh dear! Just uh, as I say, I uh, just got away. Got away with the skin of my teeth. I went fifty-six. Oh! Ooh, what? Baby. I mean, you guys think it's gonna make that little? I, you know, uh, Bree, you're right. When you said one or three, I wasn't even. I was thinking like, oh, we've had these low numbers, low numbers. But you're right, Bree. I think uh, hearing that number, I was like, oh yeah, oh it's okay. The only movie out, really. Yep. That weekend, and it's getting a lot of publicity. It's a lot of publicity. It's the only superhero film out for a while. Yeah, but like publicity can be good and bad because uh, there's it's tracking at ninety something million right now. I, I think don't care it's tracking. Then why'd you? No, never mind. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Why couldn't you have done fifty five, Frank? I, we could have just been on the same level. I know. I know. I don't understand. There you go. But I went. I'm getting itchy. Oh my gosh. <sighs> It's fine. It's fine. Uh, folks, look at that. We've done it. We've got a couple minutes left. Uh, we talked a little bit about Abominable, but uh, I'll do a little spoiler-filled thoughts about... Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So, oh, spoiler alert! Yes. yes. So spoiler if you don't alert. want to be spoiled, hop out and we'll just say our goodbyes right now. So Hi. thanks for joining us. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up. Two or three, four, five or six. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. If you're, but Amy, if they've been able to not watch us live, which shame oh. on you if you haven't, but they still want to share their thoughts, what can they do? You guys can comment down below. We'll chat with y'all. Absolutely. And if you want to stay in touch with any of us, dun, Brie, where dun, can they find dun, you? Dun, dun, you guys can find me at Brie, B-R-I underscore Phipps, H-I-P-P-S on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M-T. Oh, did not nail it. Did, did not, nail, not it. nail it. Did not. But you guys know where to find me. Hey. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. All right, folks, if you want to hop out right now before we get into some spoiler filled talk, we'll see you next Sunday. Till then, go see some movies. All right. Let's get down to it. Judy. Judy. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Yes. Uh, good old Renee uh, Zellweger playing yes. Judy Garland. Yes. I found oh. this film kind of underwhelming. No. I feel like this is a film that. Uh, played for her to like if you look at it it's her performance and while i don't know she necessarily captures judy garland uh she at least it's sort of like uh anthony hopkins in nixon doesn't quite look like her uh look like the character doesn't quite sound like the character but at least gets some of the characters kind of uh yeah but i don't it's not quite there but she still does kind of hold on to this film how's the plot because i always find that biopics are a little like all over the place sometimes this one goes into a a very small uh window towards the end of her life that it covers basically when she's kind of fading out of the hollywood system yeah she's broke she needs to go to london to do these shows Uh to hopefully make some money so she can try to maintain custody of her kids so uh that's the kind of uh and it comes in you know right towards the end of her life and that's kind of what we're going into uh, but it also does a few flashbacks back to her as a child actor. So you can see oh. some of those things, uh, like Louis B. Mayer, uh, kind of groping her, touching her, things like that. 
the the flash. I don't know. I is admittedly, I probably would have liked to have seen a little bit more of those flashbacks as yeah. story points as opposed yeah. to dwelling at the end of her life. And yeah. it does give you that thing for for biopic that it's still. I mean, I, I guess when you're doing a biopic, you want it to end on some sort of upbeat. Yeah, sort of note, I guess. But I, you know, I mean, her life was kind of it ended kind of yeah kind of sour note. Well, that's what know. makes like why I feel like there's so much good that happened in her life. That like, why would you focus on such a small part that was so sad? I wonder how Liza Minnelli feels about this. Well, as far as I know, it's like the yeah the the family is not thrilled with yeah. the film because it feels like it just doesn't do. Their mother yeah. justice. So. Like, it's not a celebration of the happy times. It's like dwelling on the sad. No, it's true. I mean, and, but it is a legitimate take. I feel like, yeah. Wanted, I mean, because that is all stuff that happened. Yeah. I just, it's a slow moving movie. Oh. And it doesn't, it doesn't quite land the way that I think that they would like it to land. Uh, so, walk the line, maybe, if you want to watch a musical. Yes. Person I would, I, I would hands on watch Walk the Line again before I'd watch Judy again. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a shame because there are parts in there that uh, about her as a yeah. uh, her life. There's a lot of fascinating stuff about it, and there are moments where she lights up. She talks about uh, Mickey Rooney asking her out and uh, people's memories. Yeah, you know, even mm. at 47 years old, looking back to when you were a child or even a teen actor, the way the way you remembered in your head may not be the way that it really happened. And yeah. even she admits, like, he asked me out and I didn't say anything, or at least that's the way I remember it. Uh, or, you know, just things like that. It was just yeah. interesting. Those stories were the parts like, yeah, I'd almost rather see those things. Yeah. Than just Don't tell them. me. Show yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, you know, if you're into Oscar season, then you want to see a film that could lead to a, an Oscar nomination for Renee Zellweger. Uh, check it out. But, you know... Don't 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 go out of your way. Just let it come to you. That's my feeling on it. But anyway, folks, that's gonna do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Uh, you know, lots of people are gonna go see the Joker. Maybe and, stay uh, home. No, I mean Amy really wants to see this movie, so give her an excuse of making sure you no. go see it yourself. Until next Sunday, go see some movies. Stay at home. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs>